Triple H FM Sports in association with Atlas Chartered Accountants. The Post, Hornsby RSL and ISC Sports welcomes you to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. And now here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening and welcome to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcast. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. Anthony the Bull Caruso, back with you. Yes, I know, I know. Another cricket preview, but... Stick with me here, a very special episode indeed. We are going to be previewing WBBL 08 on a very special edition of, of Splinters, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode number 200. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are raising the bat for our double ton and what more appropriate way to celebrate it with than with a cricket podcast. Joining us once again, the Queen of North Taramara herself, Georgia Lomas Futuran. And Georgia, you and I, it's probably the only time we're going to get the opportunity to ever raise the bat. Oh, mate, I, <laughs> I, I am so chuffed to be able to be part of this. And yeah, as, as I've said, I probably won't ever get to raise the bat. I mean, I kind of did in a third grade 50 before I was told to walk off after I retired out. Uh, but then, and, and retired uh, out or retired not out? I don't know. Honestly, I was just so in the moment. I got so carried away um, <laughs> that I wasn't listening to what they said. See, there you go. Zoe Benjamin is back with us, the pocket rocket. And and Zoe, can you attest to this Georgia Lomas Futterin at 50? Um, I really wish I could, but alas, I was not there. Um, I do I do know it happened, but I, I cannot confirm whether it was not out or out. I can even say it was in my 99th match for unis that I got that 50. Oh. Yeah. Nathan Hawley, good evening to you. And uh, speaking, of, speaking of 50s, um, you know, or, or raising the bat as it were, maybe take us through the last time you got the opportunity to do that. Uh, never, Anthony. My high score for the Mighty Pimble Pigs is 34. Ooh. Oh. Zoe, yourself? Um. Probably a couple years ago against uh, Parramatta, actually. Um, and then I uh, was too relieved and uh, paid a terrible shot and got myself out very shortly after. Uh, the last time I did that was, I think it was about four years ago. And uh, Nathan was playing under the mighty Kev Davies, a good man, as we all know. Kev. Kev Davies, indeed. Father, the the best cricketing sire that we've got in New South Wales, producing Ollie and Joel Davies, yeah, a fifty a fifty seven knot in a one day match, very so solid. four years ago. So it's been a long time, but yes, we are celebrating the bat here, ladies and gentlemen. WBBL 08, and we've seen the competition really evolve over the last few years, Zoe. To start off with, not a lot of players used to change between the franchise, but over the last couple of years now, the amount of changes really has rivaled the men. Yeah, it really has. I think, you know, when, when the competition starts, there's there's a real opportunity to, to grow with the club. And, you know, we have seen um, that, that, that there are quite a few players that are still one-club players um, and have been, you know, the real marquee signing for their team. But 
we're starting to see a lot more movement um, and it's it's really exciting for the competition because I, I think every year I look at the teams and I just go like this is this this could be anyone's year if they're uh, on their game you know on paper you've got some extraordinary talent um, and it's really the sort of competition where uh, it's it's whoever rocks up on the day and is ready to roll um, who can snatch the W. And Nathan, we should point out as well for this competition that even though this is a pretty definitive list, you get the feeling that there's more to, more transfers to come. So this is not exhaustive. Yeah, not everyone's filled yet, um, just from what I've seen on um, Instagram. So I think stars are still need to fill, to fill a few more spots. So yeah, definitely might get some more internationals coming in. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, we need to bring him back once again. Umpire's huge ass and strikes back uh, with us again. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all set for play. This is Splinters. I'm going to kick things off here tonight with our first team in alphabetical order, as we always do. And I'm going to kick things off with the Adelaide Strikers, coached by Luke Williams. Last year, they finished fourth and they were the runners-up. Georgia, three transfers for them. Well, four transfers, I should say, this year. Two of them as a pair and the other two fairly significant. Yeah, so looking in the transfers, Sarah Coit has left the Adelaide Strikers for the Melbourne Renegades. Uh, This will be her third WBBL club, having previously played for the Sydney Sixers as well. Deandra Dutton has signed as the third international player, having previously played for Perth Scorchers and Brisbane Heat. And I believe Menesu, I may have said that wrong, and I do apologise if I have. Um, Wushungwi and Ella Wilson have been promoted from the South Australia system as well. But not only that, I don't think Dane van der Kirk actually has a contract anymore. As far as I'm aware, in the most recent Instagram sighting, she's not in the list. She's not, and Nathan, this is gonna. This is a fascinating one here because, of course, Dane van Nijkerk came in as an injury uh, replacement for Susie Bates last year. Yes, um, obviously a quality player, and um, yeah, previously with the, the the successful Sixers when they were successful. Zoe, the this lineup here really came alive with probably one of the strongest bowling lineups here. We know how good Megan Schutt is, but it's the support that she's had from the likes of Darcy Brown and Amanda Jade Wellington. Absolutely. I mean, Darcy in particular has really just um, earned her spot in this team and um, kind of really stepped up to the platform, just taking wickets left, right and centre. And, um, you know, Amanda Jade Wellington always tying up an and and always good for wickets. So um, some really good quality um, bowling attack in this side, ready to go again this year. And Nathan, probably the most impressive thing that we've seen from the Adelaide Strikers was the handover of the leadership. Um, when Susie Bates stepped down as captain and gave the re- the reins over to Talia McGrath, a very successful leadership transition and one that has really um, helped to push the Strikers forward. Oh, definitely. When you just talk about their bowling attack and you talked about shoot uh, Wellington and Brown, um, I was wondering why you hadn't mentioned McGrath because, um, yeah, it's pretty much an Australian bowling lineup. Um, and McGrath's just had awesome last sort of 12, 24 months uh, for Australia. 
And it's rare to see someone get given the captaincy and see their game go to another level like this. Normally you, you see the captaincy almost sort of weigh down on them from time to time, but Talia's just stepped up with it. Yeah, absolutely killing it. Um, and I think, yeah, the extra responsibility, I think it's, um, yeah, definitely grown as a player over the last, like I said, 12, 24 months. Georgia, one of the real fascinating pieces of this and probably the main weakness we'll see with this Adelaide Strikers team is the lack of variety. Only one left-handed batter and only one left-arm bowler. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to cause many issues for the opposition when they know they've gotten that left-hander out, then boom, you're sorted, you're good to go. Uh, what is what is a little bit different is that the left-handed batsman isn't actually the left-handed bowler as well. So the left-handed batter is actually Gemma Barsby and the left-handed bowler is actually Nell Bryson-Smith. As we do know, Gemma Barsby is ambidextrous when it comes to bowling. Learnt to bowl ambidextrous just to get a brother out in the backyard, and I must admit that is pretty amazing. That's next level. That, that's that's amazing. That, that's just awesome. I wish I could do that. I, I did try it once. Um, I looked ridiculous, <laughs> and I will never try it again. Frog in a blender? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and not to say that Noel Bryson-Smith is not a handy player as well, but given this lineup, I think, Zoe, she struggles to get a start here. She does, but I think for, for Nell, who's, you know, come up through the development uh, programs and obviously is playing, um, you know, uh, grade cricket for Sydney, I think most of this is about experience and, you know, being around that group and training with that group and just being a sponge um, and learning as much as she can. Um, and, you know, she obviously does provide that point of difference, so you never know when the opportunity is going to come up for her and, you know, with her wicket-taking ability and that point of difference, she could prove someone who's, you know, quite a handy, um, you know, signing for them. Final thoughts and then a prediction from where you think they will finish and whether you think they're going to be premiership contenders. We'll start off with you, Nathan. A fascinating one, this team here. Yeah, definitely. I think they're a pretty all-round team, actually. Um, while the bowling lineup, like I said, is uh, pretty much an Aussie strength bowling lineup. Um, they definitely bat pretty deep as well. So a lot of all-rounders there. Um, Coit, I think, will be missed a little bit because she is a, I guess she can pretty much do it all. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think they're around that top four. Uh, whether they're right at the top, um, we'll look at some of the other teams that have strengthened. But, yeah, I think they're they're on that sort of periphery of uh, top four. And Georgia? Yeah, I'm definitely thinking top four. Sarah Quote was still a pretty strong bowler for the team, but look, as as we've all said, uh, Australian bowling lineup right there, ready to go. So definitely top four. And Zoe. Yeah, agree. Um, it's it's hard to go past them as a real threat um, in the competition again. We now move on to the Brisbane Heat, coached by Ashley Nofke. They finished third last year, knocked out in the elimination final. And Georgia, you know, a team that has has seen a few changes uh, and a couple of returning stars here. Yeah, look, they are they're rearing to go. Look, Georgia Presswich has left for uh, left the Brisbane Heat for Melbourne Renegades. Amelia Kerr has returned to the Brisbane Heat after taking a year off uh, for personal reasons. Of course, we know a lot of mental health concerns 
have been brought up for various players taking indefinite leave. Uh, but fantastic to see her back. Pooja Vastrahakara has re- has joined the Brisbane Heat for her first trip to Australia for the WBBL. And Danny Wyatt has joined the Brisbane Heat this year after previously playing for the Melbourne Renegades. So some big signings there. And you mentioned Amelia Kerr in particular, um, Georgia. You know, a girl that just oozes talent and I think for mine, probably one of the best disguised wrongs you'll see in the women's game. Oh, Amelia is just amazing. She's a superstar and just so many young players can learn so much from watching her action and just watching her set the field as well. It's it's amazing to watch it. For someone who's even played for numerous amounts of years, it's fantastic to see. Zoe, the scary thing about the Brisbane Heat, unlike the Adelaide Strikers who have got an amazing bowling lineup, they bat deep. They bat very deep. They do. They do. And um, obviously Grace Harris has uh, made made ways as as that pinch hitter for them as well. Um, and I'm very excited to see what she's going to do again this tournament. Um, and, of course, you know, um, soft spot in my heart, um, Georgia Redmayne. I, I think that she can go to another level again for this team. Um, and I, I'm backing her in for a big season. Nathan, plenty of experience in this team you, uh, throughout, but – I, I think for mine, this is a lineup that's going to go. That I think it's going to go close, and they're going to be playing as if to put teams down to say, "Listen, whatever you post, we will chase it down." Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, batting and and spin bowling would would be their their strengths. Um, lacking a bit with the pace, I think. So just depending on the wickets that they're playing on, um, if they're spin friendly, awesome. But um, if they're flatter tracks, I think could could struggle with teams that play spin well. And, and this is a this is a difficult thing with the, the T20s, Nathan, is how do you adjust for sort of to get the, the balance absolutely right? Because, you know, you, you go to certain grounds and you expect certain conditions. We know, for example, you know, maybe not so much for the, the use of the Gabba, but maybe the secondary fields, you expect them to be absolute roads. And for this team, it, it's going to need to bite a little bit with spin. Yeah, definitely. So ground size could also come into that um, with the spin. So... Um, they're playing on some smaller, smaller fields that might not be ideal for them. For mind, I think they're going to be in the top four. Zoe, I think the only thing that they're going to be hoping is they're going to be playing on some slower tracks. You can get that from time to time in the WBBL, which would be to their advantage. But I see this team probably doing a lot better away from home than they would be at home. Yeah, I think, look, I think, uh, Danny White's a, a massive inclusion for them as well. And I think that, you know, if they can post some big totals, they've got the bowling to to defend that. Um, so I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Georgia, your prediction and thoughts? Yeah, look, definitely a strong team. I think with the likes of Amelia Kerr and Danny Wyatt back in the team and, and Danny Wyatt, a new, uh, new face in the team, I definitely think top four and they're going to be very tough to contend with. Nathan? Yeah, same thing. I think they'll be top four um, traditionally around those semifinals and, and obviously have won quite a few times. So, yeah, back up there again, um, looking for the win. 
We then move on to the Hobart Hurricanes, coached by Sally Ann Beams. Last year finished sixth, and one of the teams, Georgia, that has got an entire laundry list of changes. I think we're going to be here for a while, so popcorn's ready. Georgia, go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how fast I can rattle off names, that's for sure. Belinda Vakawira has left the Hobart Hurricanes to return to New South Wales and is currently a free agent. Taylor Valamic has left the Hobart Hurricanes for the Melbourne Renegades. Angelina Genford has left Hobart Hurricanes for the Sydney Sixers. Um, Sasha Maloney has left the Hobart Hurricanes for the Melbourne Stars. Izzy Wong, Wong has joined the Hobart Hurricanes from the Sydney Thunder. Elise Villani has joined the Hobart Hurricanes from the Melbourne Stars. And as we know, this will be her third WBBL team, having previously played for the Perth Scorchers. And this also completes the move that started uh, when she joined Tasmania in the WNCL. On top of that, Elise Villani has also been given the captaincy ahead of Rachel Priest. A bit of- that's a big call, that. That's huge. That is a huge call. Uh, Heather Graham has joined the Hobart Hurricanes from the Perth Scorchers. Haley Silverholmes has joined the Hobart Hurricanes from the Sydney Sixers. And this completes a move that has also started for Haley when she joined Tasmania in the WNCL. And wow, a lot of them there. But Nathan, what we're seeing with this Hobart Hurricanes lineup is we're now seeing a much tighter alignment of the Hurricanes franchise with the Tasmanian state team. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess looking at the team, um, having proves I'm a Thunder supporter, and uh, it's a bit sad when I see I think six former Thunder players there, um, and I think I only see actually one Tasmanian native in Amy Smith in the team. So, but super strong team, obviously uh, led by Elise Falani, uh, and with Tassie, like you were saying, that link with Tasmania, uh, they won the WNCL last year. So, um, I think these guys are going to be pretty tight, and um, yeah, rising up the table this year. This is a team, Zoe, that's been built up on variety. Six all-rounders, and I think maybe seven if you include the fact that both Richard Gosh and Rachel Priest can bat. Yeah, and they're one of those teams as well that for the last year or two, you know, we've been waiting for this potential and this cohesion for their side to really, you know, stamp their authority into that top four. And I think this could be the year where they do really break into that. I think... Um, having that extra um, experienced head of Elise Villani is going to do a lot for them. And obviously, um, you know, like you said, a really um, all-round team. They've got a lot of players who can who, who dabble in both, um, both skills, um, which makes them, you know, very threatening um, and gives them a lot of uh, variety and option. I guess, you know, it can be said that that is could also be a weakness, not having you know as many specialists. But we'll we'll see how that goes for them this season. The other, the other thing to consider as well is that this is Georgia a relatively young team as well, because the only players I see in this team are past the age of thirty. In fact, I think even past the age of twenty eight would probably be Elise Villani, Minon Dupree, and Rachel Priest. Yeah, I mean, the average age in this team is ridiculous. I mean, it's about, yeah, 23, 24 for an average age. That is absolutely crazy for such a young team. But, look, I as, as we've said, there's a wealth of knowledge in this team, and I reckon this – you can quote me on this, peeps. 
I reckon this might be the team to beat. You think this is the team to beat? I reckon it it just it seems to have such a nice depth. I can't really see much of a weakness other than, you know, if someone has a bad game or, or something like that, but this might be one of the teams to beat. So you're calling top four and premiership contenders? Def- top four? Not sure about premiership contenders, but definitely a run for the money. Nathan, your call. I agree. I think they're they're right up there. They're, they're just so so deep, um, and quite a lot of experience there as well. If you have Molly Stranos and and um, and uh, Elise Falani's and Heather Graham's, yeah, the list goes on. I'll tell you what, Zoe. There are a couple of party animals in this team as well. We should mention Molly Strano and Elise Falani in particular. You would not would not look out of place on the circuit. I, I, there are some good vibes coming out of this team. Does it carry through with you? Yeah, I mean, I would chuck um, Nicola Carey and Maisie Gibson into that uh, mix as well. Like, they've got some real characters in this team, and I think um, I think it's going to be good energy coming out of the camp as usual. But I, I tend to agree with Nathan and um, Georgia. I, I think this could be the year for them to kind of really push through into that top four. We now move on to our last team before we go to the break. It is the Melbourne Renegades, coached by Simon Helmott. They finished second last year, but eliminated in the challenger final. Another laundry list of changes. Georgia, take it away. <laughs> All right, deep breath in. All right, so Jess Duffin won't be playing WBBL this year due to her commitments with Hawthorne for the AFLW competition, which changed times to later in the season. Holly Furling has left the Melbourne Renegades for the Perth Scorchers. This will be her fourth WBBL team, having previously played for the Brisbane Heat and the Melbourne Stars. Sarah Coit has joined the Melbourne Renegades from Adelaide Strikers. This is her third WBBL team, as we said before. Georgia Presswich has joined the Melbourne Renegades from the Brisbane Heat. Jemima Rodrigues has left the Melbourne Renegades for the Melbourne Stars. Hayley Matthews has signed on with the Melbourne Renegades, having previously played for the Hobart Hurricanes. Um, Shabnam... Ismail returned to the Melbourne Renegades for her second stint after missing last year, having previously played for the Sydney Thunder. And Taylor Valamic has joined the Melbourne Renegades from the Hobart Hurricanes. Oh, Zoe, this 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 team excites me. Yeah, it does. It's a very very exciting team. Um, you know they've got uh. A big lineup of bowlers. Um, they are definitely a, a bowler heavy um, side. Um, so you know, obviously, the game plan is going to be for them to restrict, 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 and then hope they can go out and um, chase down the runs. But just lots of exciting talent, um, especially in the in. I think a really all round bowling attack. I'm, I'm excited to see the wicket taking potential. And Nathan, that's the thing with this team. I mean, as a bowler, you must be salivating over this lineup to have Taylor, Haley Matthews, Sarah Coy, Georgia Presswidge, Sophie Molyneux, and one of my personal favourites from this entire women's competition, the Wolf in Georgia Wareham. Yeah, do we know what's going with Wolfie? Obviously, she was out with uh, the ACL, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah so it was. Definitely back. We think at this yeah, stage, it looks like she will be. I know, know Seth Molyneux's back, so um, yeah, obviously, um, a couple of quality spinners there with uh, with Molyneux and Wareham, Australian players, but yeah, the pace bowling that's what excites me about this, especially with um, Shabs, um, 
I know from uh, yeah, just from personal experience with uh, with SAS with Thunder, Shabs is just yeah, just a competitor. Um, not not big in nature, but uh, yeah, bowls like she's six foot five sort of thing. So um, very exciting. There is one issue I see with this lineup, Georgia: the lack of bats. There's eleven dedicated bowlers in this lineup. Eleven. That's it. That's their own team. They've got their own team covered, but I mean. To be completely fair, Hayley Matthews, she can carry the bat. We know that. We know that for a fact that she can most certainly carry a team as well. And Harmon Precourt as well, if she's having a solid day, if she's having a good day, she can also um, be the difference between winning and losing. So I'm not too concerned about threadbare batting. I am more concerned about all the bowlers getting a go. Mm. Now... This is where it's going to get a little bit controversial. In fact, Nathan, I think you, uh, well, with all of us here being rugby league fans, I think we need to pay homage to the great man and go, it's, it is going to be absolute controversy over this lineup. I'm calling them bottom four, missing out on finals. And the reason why is I think they're a bat short. Yeah, they definitely are uh, a little bit. But like you can see with T20, sometimes you only use three batters. Um but if they lose uh, two, three wickets early, I think yeah, could be could be trouble. I don't think the bowling will will help that. Zoe, um, I, I I really struggle every year we do this to to put anyone down the bottom because I I rattle through that bowling list and I I just you know if they if they bowl for person restrict, I think they have enough batting talent to to chase it down. So I'm gonna say they're in the in the middle mix. And Georgia? Um, I'd have to say middle as well. I mean, I, I don't really see anything that says not, they're out of the running um, other than 11 bowlers. Uh, but look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say middle of the pack. I think it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with the mental than Renegades this year. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue with our preview of WBBL 08 right here on Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H FM or 100.1 FM and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. We'll be right back. It's time for the crew to catch their breath. We'll be back after this short break. Do you think the government deserves more of your hard-earned money? If not, make sure you talk to Atlas Chartered Accountants. Atlas Chartered Accountants makes sure the money you earn stays in your pocket through legal tax planning strategies, from finding that last tax deduction to tax-effective business structures for asset protection purposes so you can invest in what really matters, your family and business. Visit their website at ihatetax.com.au. Atlas Chartered Accountants. They are dedicated to you and dedicated station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Your local RSL is at the heart of every community and there is none better in the Hornsby Karingai area than the Hornsby RSL. Whether you're planning a major event, dinner with family or friends or having a quiet night at your local, Hornsby RSL is the place to be. Rediscover what enjoying life is all about with regular weekly events, special entertainment and some of the best eateries in Sydney, we have you covered for a great night out. As always, drink responsibly. 
Support the club that supports. Come to Hornsby RSL at 4 High Street, Hornsby or get in touch on 947777 and at hornsbyrsl.com.au. The Hornsby RSL. Proud station sponsors of Triple H, 100.1 FM. Want to look your sporting best on and off the field? Then make sure you get kitted out with ISC Sport Teamwear. ISC Sport are Australia's leading name in custom sports uniforms with a wide range of sportswear tailored to your team's needs. 100% Australian-owned and fully customisable, ISC Sport cover all four winter codes and cricket, basketball, netball and hockey, as well as training and outerwear, ensuring you look the part when representing your community. As Don Rizzuto would say, look sharp and play pretty with ISC Sport. Visit their website, iscsport.com, for more information. ISC Sport, official clothing partners of Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Looking for a fun night out with family and friends? Then come to the hidden gem in the Hornsby Coringai area, The Attic. Located inside Hornsby RSL, The Attic provides all the fun and excitement you can expect from a bowling and arcade bar in an intimate location that ensures a real gaming experience for everyone. With four 10-pin bowling lanes, Australia's first augmented reality bowling experience and a selection of traditional and custom-built arcade games, The Attic is the place to let your inner child run wild. So make sure you book your next night out at The Attic at 4 High Street Hornsby. Call them on 94777777 or book via their website at theattichornsby.com.au. The Attic, part of Hornsby RSL, station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Welcome back to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. Welcome back to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. Anthony Caruso here with Zoe Benjamin, Georgia Lomish-Fitter and Nathan Hawley as we go through WBBL 08. We're halfway through our teams. It is time now for the second half of the show. I'm going to continue in alphabetical order as we move on from the red side of Melbourne to the green side. It is the Melbourne Stars. Georgia Lomas-Fitter and with the transfers. And what have we got here for the Stars? I'll tell you what. Well, firstly, if you're colorblind and uh, live in Melbourne, good luck trying to see the two sides. But firstly, let's... Uh, Shots fired. Yeah, well, hey, I can say that because I am colorblind. <laughs> it's only fair. So looking at the transfers, Erin Osborne has announced her retirement. Elise Villani has mef- left the Melbourne Stars at the Hobart Hurricanes and has been given captaincy at her new home as well. Sasha Maloney has joined the Melbourne Stars from from the Hobart Hurricanes. Jemima Rodriguez has joined the Melbourne Stars from the Melbourne Renegades. Uh, Alice Capsey will be making her WBBL debut this season for the Stars. And Maddie Dark has left the Melbourne Stars for the Perth Scorchers, as well as Sophie Reid has been promoted from the Victorian squad. Now, the other change, of course, to happen with this team, Nathan, the coaching changeover. They're now being coached by Jonathan Batty, who's replaced Jared Lofman. Um, they finished fifth last year. A little bit unlucky to to miss out, but um, plenty of talent all over this park. And any team that has got the Lanning sisters at the top of the order are going to be there or thereabouts. 
Yeah, um, well, I don't know what's going on with Meg at the moment. Obviously, she's on indefinite leave, so that'll be interesting if she um, if she doesn't play this season. That's obviously a massive out the Australian captain. So, um, yeah, it's uncertain at the moment with uh, with Meg. And Zoe, the other um, fascinating piece is going to be the performance of some of their young all rounders who have been very handy in and around that that Australian squad. Uh, Annabelle Sutherland, in particular, who's been very solid for the for the Australian lineup. One to watch, I think, this year is uh, young Kim Garth. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, there's an opportunity here for her to to really step up to the plate, especially um, you know with uh, with her bowling. I think as well um, in this side. Um, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, what her role is in the team and how Meg or um, uh, whoever steps into Meg's captaincy if if she's not there, um, how they how they use her as well. Well, actually, Georgia, there's going to be the question within itself: if, if Meg Lanning's not there, who's going to be taking over the captaincy in this team? Because when I read this, when I look through this lineup, no one there really stands out as being someone to captain the team, maybe with the exception of Annabelle Sutherland, but surely she's too young for the role. See, that was the name that jumped out at me as well. I mean, I can't see Anna Lanning taking on that role. Just She doesn't, I don't know. Just it, it, She's not permanently enough in the team. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that's kind of what I'm thinking along the lines of. Uh, I mean, Tess Flintoff, she could potentially be the captain. We have seen her a little bit, not as much as we would have hoped, but maybe, I don't know, it might be a shared captaincy role potentially. I'm, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure what they're going to do. And Nathan, I think the, the the thing for me with this Melbourne Stars team, they're two big recruitments internationally, which I think is going to play into their favour big, big time. Jemima Rodriguez and Alice Capsey into the lineup um, makes them a very decent prospect this year that they've got enough to make the top four. Is that what you see? I don't actually. Um, oh. On the captaincy, I think, yeah, Annabelle Sutherland obviously stands out, but then Nicole Fulton has captained Victoria uh, in the absence of all the Australian players that they have in their squad, obviously. So she could be uh, the uh, default, I guess, as far as our captain if Meg doesn't stand up. But, yeah, just with those uh, with Capsy coming in, obviously she's a rising star in England, um, doing very well in the 100 competition so it'd be interesting to see how she adapts to the um to the big bash uh obviously rodriguez yeah quality player for india um and yeah coming across the uh cross town to uh to the stars this year so yeah i think stars are going to struggle this year to be honest especially without meg lanning being there zoe yeah i i actually tend to agree with nathan um they they are a side that i think um you know might struggle a bit especially you know if they will be missing Meg Lanning, um, I think they are just, you know, obviously you can't go past uh, Meg as, you know, a, a champion leader, um, you know, captaining Australia as well. But I think if you remove her from the equation, leadership is a is a big thing for this team um, and it's a lot of pressure than going to Annabelle Sutherland and um, – Nicole as well. So, yeah, I think I think they might be battling a little bit this season. Georgia? 
Yeah, I honestly have to agree with the others. I really think they're going to struggle this season. Not not with with talent. I'm thinking with captaincy and possibly just decisions that are made due to you know young captains and junior captains. We then move over to the Perth Scorchers, coached by Shelley Nitschke. They finished first and at Premiers last year. Georgia, some changes here, but I think the only thing they've done is strengthen the lineup as if this lineup wasn't strong enough already. Well, I, yeah, I tell you what, they've, they've certainly uh, they've put another nail in the coffin of all the other teams, haven't they, with their recruiting? So let's look at the transfers. Heather Graham has left Perth Scorchers for Hobart Hurricanes. Holly Furling has joined the Perth Scorchers from the Melbourne Renegades. Um, Jamari Apuatu, Atapatu. There we go. Is unavail- wow, that's a tongue twister. Is unavailable due to international duties. Maddie Green has joined Perth Scorchers, having previously played for the Brisbane Heat. Maddie Dark, hold nearest and dearest to our hearts as a, a uni's pal, has completed her move to WA with her transfer to the Perth Scorchers from the Melbourne Stars. And Juris Becker has been promoted from the WA squad. Now, question for you, for you two: When when are we going to get Maddie on the show? When are we going to get the opportunity to abso- to absolutely roast her? That's the thing. She's actually a very shy person. Is she? She mm. is pretty. You know, she she stays within her shell, and yeah, I, I I don't. If she came on the show, I wouldn't want to roast her because I, I, we want her back. We, we want to traumatize her. Um, but you know, there's also the time difference, mate. We, we've got to think of that. This is true. This is this is this is quite true. Is there is there anyone you, you've you've had the experience with you, you just that would just come on here and just go, you know what, they would just tear this this podcast apart? Probably any of the other unis people because I talk about it so much. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Nathan, this is this is a lineup that really had one of the best all round abilities in the in the competition. Um you know, even though there's quite a few all-rounders, a few specialist batters, a few speci- quite a few specialist bowlers, everyone's got a role to play in this team and no one is out of place. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, looking at that that big three, I guess you could say, Sophie Devine uh, captaining like the best player in the world, I think. Um, Beth Mooney obviously came across from the Heat uh, previous season. And Marazan Cap just ultimate competitor um, and can bat as well big time. So um, I think with those three leading the charge, I think that just gives the others so much confidence. And then this year, Zoe, we've seen the emergence of Alana King. Like she has just been absolutely outstanding and she just gives an extra dimension to this team. She is. She's just a bundle of passion, isn't she? And um, obviously, you know, um, rightfully at her CAA contract um, and, and got some Australian campaign experience, which, you know, she's now bringing back to this team. And I think that's only going to, you know, continue feeding into this culture that they've got um, down in Perth. The only question I've got, Georgia, they're batting. Yeah, it, it is a little bit threadbare. Not, not as much as other teams we've discussed, but... I mean, to be completely fair, when you have Sophie Devine and Beth Mooney, well, say no more, surely. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's going to be the loss of Heather Graham and Chamari Atapatu. 
from last year. I mean, someone's going to have to step up and find those runs. I mean, I'm happy to take a uh, a, a nice little contract if it comes my way. Uh, First quarters, if you're listening in. <laughs> I, I don't look great in orange, though. I will say that. GLF, GLF looking for a contract. Let's get, let's get one going. Hashtag GLF wants a contract. <laughs> this is going to go viral. No, it's not. It's going to be shut down very quickly. I can guarantee it. For mine, Nathan, I think you know, they'll be slightly weaker than they were last year, but I still think they go into this tournament as favourites. Yeah, I think they're definitely in their top two. Um, we haven't talked about the other one, in my opinion, yet. Zoe? Yeah, I tend to agree. I think um, I, I think Holly Furling, Furling as well um, gives their bowling attack just that one extra once again. And um, obviously, ever consistent, Sophie Devine and Beth Mooney and Marazan Cap, that, that, those big three. So, yeah, I, I, I think top two, same as Nathan. Georgia? Well, if it acts like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's probably a duck. Uh, I yeah. Speaking from experience, <laughs> are you telling me I have issues with my animal identification too? <laughs> no, I, no, maybe more the batting from time to time. Okay. Well, ha- okay, okay. I think we need to look at my cricket stats because <laughs> I'm not out to a lot higher than my ducks. Thank you. <laughs> Your prediction. <laughs> Yeah, good one. (laughs) Oh, banter. Much banter going on here right now. (laughs) By the way, we should have to point out now that it's going to become a rule now on splits as a Triple H sport. Whenever you say banter, you don't say banter. It's got to be said with an English accent. It's got to be banter. Banter. Much banter. I'm not even going to attempt one because Please. your accent is not, it's not cutting it and I'm not going to attempt one. I, I'm on the same page as Zoe there. Sorry, mate. There's your banter. Oh, God. It's, I'll never I'll never get rid of that anytime soon. We move on to the Sydney Sixers. Another coaching change over this year. Ben Sawyer stepping down. They're now going to be coached by Charlotte Edwards. They finished eighth and last last year. A few changes here for the Sydney Sixers, Georgia. A couple of interesting ones here, but I think a couple of them that are really going to change the dynamic of this team. Oh, as a Sydney Sixers supporter, I am so excited for this season. Haley Silver-Holmes has left the Sydney Sixers to join the Hobart Hurricanes. Angelina Jenford has joined the Sydney Sixers from the Hobart. She's come home. She she is. She's home and... You know, this could be interesting. Sophie Eccleston will make her WBBL debut this year for the Sydney Sixers. And peeps, hold your hats. Susie Bates has joined the Sydney Sixers after a break from the competition and her time with the Adelaide Strikers. Let's just let that sink in. Yeah, exactly. Zoe, should I be should should the rest of the competition be worried right now after these signings? Well, the, the biggest thing is the last two years we, we, we had talked about the Sixers and their reliance on, you know, Perry and Healy. Um, if those two didn't fire, um, especially when Marazan Cap moved on, that they were relying on a lot of their younger girls coming through to hit their straps. Those are two massive, massive signings which take a lot of pressure off Elise Perry and Alyssa Healy. Um, and I think can be the real difference 
for them this year. I think that skyrockets them right up the ladder. Nathan, the big issue that they've had over the last couple of years has really been their bowling penetration. And really, it's a bit of a concern when Lauren Cheetle is the only bowler to break double digits for wickets. Yeah, definitely. They do have um, quite a lot of fast bowling talent there. It's whether or not it keeps fit or not. Uh, You've got Brown, Campbell, uh, Cheetle, all all have played for Australia. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty good there. And obviously Perry, uh, if she decides to bowl. But, um, yeah, they've just got talent everywhere this team. And Georgia, for me, the, the one player who I think has really come to the fore over the last couple of years and really shown how important she is, not only for the Sixers, but also for the Australian lineup as a bit of a finisher, is Ash Gardner. Oh, I love Ash Gardner. But the thing about Gardner is... She either fires or she doesn't. She she gets the runs or she gets the wickets or she doesn't, and it's just a kind of a mediocre day. So, I mean, they do have to. We do have to be mindful of that when uh, Ash is in the team. But hey, you're you're going to be in for some great fielding. That's for sure. She's a spectacular fielder, along with Erin Burns. And this is this is the other question I've now got Zoe. Then as well is with some of the players in this team. Um, it's really the age gulf between them. You've got the likes of um, Aaron Burns, Elise Perry, and Elisa Haley, all 30-plus in age, and then the rest of the line, major- vast majority of the lineup in their early 20s. Yeah, I think there is quite a gap, um, as, as you just mentioned, but I think, honestly, that, that balance is something that they've been missing a little bit. I think that they... Um, you know, have struck a better balance this year between, you know, the girls coming through um, and obviously their established um, experienced campaigners um, and, you know, Maitland Brown and Stella Campbell having had um, experience among the Australian girls um, since the last campaign as well, I think will do them wonders. Um, and I think they're going to be two bowlers that, you know, the Sixers can turn to a lot more this year. I think there's going to be a lot of improvement out of this Sixers lineup here. Nathan, how far can that improvement go? I mean, the only way is up, but the question is by how far? I actually think uh, they can go to the top floor. I think they can go from the uh, basement to the penthouse. Um, just the experience there. We haven't even mentioned uh, Nicole Bolton, who I've, I'm pretty sure was their player of the year last year. Yeah, obviously. She was. But um, quality, yeah, bat, obviously has played for Australia. Um, yeah, I, I think they can actually go the whole hong. Well, it takes someone from the Pinball Pigs to, to say that about going the whole hog. So I, I, I think that's that completely <laughs> apt there. Georgia, are, are we are we going to see basement to the penthouse in one year? I mean, as, as a supporter, I would like to think so. May not. Oh, you're back, oh, no, sorry, sorry. That's right. You're backing the girls in, aren't you? Well, see, I'm, I don't know if they will – take it out immediately, but I definitely think they'll be top four. Zoe. Yeah, top four without a doubt. And you know what's scary is um, we, we hadn't even touched on Trafali Verma, who obviously didn't quite have the campaign she would have liked last year, but we know how talented um, she is coming through. And, again, just a player you can't underestimate. So, um, it's hard to it's hard to go past them as real premiership contenders. 
Well, we move on to our last team in alphabetical order for WBBL 08, and we go from the magenta side of the, of the Sixers, of the Sydney Sixers, to the lime green. We are going to Thunder Nation, the Sydney Thunder, coached by Trevor Griffin, who finished seventh last year. And compared to a lot of the other teams, Georgia, a very quiet transfer, but you get the feeling it's not over yet. Oh, mate, I had the uh, luxury of speaking with Alex Blackwell recently, and I can guarantee you there are some signings coming and a little bit of bits and bobs on on its way. It's just when it will be released is, is, the, is the thing. Well, what's been confirmed so far? Well... As, as we said, not much out of the uh, the Sydney Thunder camp. Izzy Wong has left the Sydney Thunder for the Hobart Hurricanes. Tammy Beaumont makes her return to Sydney Thunder after missing the previous season due to COVID, and that's the news headlines. Short and sweet, this one here. Nathan, a, a team that, you know, I mean, both Sydney teams really did struggle last year, and... The problem was last year, and it's the same thing again this year for the Sydney Thunder. It's the depth. Yeah, I think the depth definitely. Um, I think they just, they've got a lot of medium paces um, and some spinners, but they're just not. Yeah, when you look at some other teams like the Renegades with that pace attack uh, and Adelaide, um, I just think them. Yeah, Izzy Wong, I think, is a big out for them. It's, Izzy Wong is going to be a massive out for them uh, this year. Zoe. The other challenge we've got with this as well, obviously the announcement, Rachel Haynes, that this will be her last year, we believe, of WBBL. They've already started hand, handing the uh, the captaincy over to Hannah Darlington. They will share the captaincy this year, but it looks like Hannah Darlington has become the anointed one for them going forward once Rachel Haynes formally retires from all forms of cricket. Yeah, and leadership's, leadership roles are, are not something that's new to Hannah Darlington at all. Um, back in Gradeland, um, she's a fierce leader and obviously, you know, has, has taken time uh, a little bit of time off recently, which I think will do her a, a world of good stepping back into this team. Um, you know, Rachel Haynes is a fantastic person to learn off as well, um, but I definitely think she'll be up for the challenge and I don't think leadership will be too much of an issue for the team um, once Rach departs. The other fascinating um, thing with this team, Georgia, is that this this team definitely does have a bit of an ACT feel to it. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like a bit of a connector club, doesn't it, to be completely honest. But, look, they, they always do put up a good fight. They always make it an interesting competition as well. Um it's going to be interesting. It really is. I mean, they've also got Olivia Porter. Zoe and I can speak from experience, an incredibly amazing up-and-coming player as well. Jessica Davidson, who does play at unis, uh, again, fantastic cricketing mind. Got to speak with her last season uh, when we were playing on the same team. And, man, does she have some knowledge that would be amazing to use. But so interesting. I'm so excited. Predictions for this team, Georgia, I think they are probably the big unknown. If you go on face value at the moment, I struggle to see how they break into the top four. But if what you're saying is true, that there's more to come, then we really don't know from this team. We really don't. They they really are just – we're really heading into the unknown with uh, with the Sydney Thunder, that's for sure. 
Nathan, is this a cricket team or is this the twilight zone we're dealing with at the moment? Um, well, like we mentioned earlier, or I mentioned earlier about uh, the Hurricanes, there's like six X um, Thunder players there. Uh, I don't think they're really going to improve too much today, uh, this year. Sorry, I, I just think that the other teams are so strong. I, I, I reckon they're going to be around about the same. I think it will be them and the Stars probably fighting it out at the bottom. Sadly, because I am a Thunder supporter, so um, but that's my unbiased opinion. I think there's going to be a. I think it's going to be have to be a call for a certain a certain player to get a contract. So, uh, Sydney Thunder, if you're listening in, um, yeah, there's a player that probably needs to be signed. Uh, no names being mentioned at the moment. Uh, Zoe Benjamin, to you. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think they're a team that's going to be um, relying on um, putting putting up a score and hoping that it's um, it's enough for them to defend um, because obviously they do have enough strike power there that they could, um, you know, put a good total up. But uh, I'm in agreement with everyone else that they, they're going to be um, battling this year for sure. You reckon You reckon they'll subtle enough, Nathan? I think I've probably got away with that, didn't I? Uh, the player that you might be talking about might be talking to some other clubs at the moment, possibly. Oh, this just got spicy. <laughs> this just got spicy. Georgia, do you have, do you have the salt ready? Hey. A sprinkle of the salt. So, mate, I don't want to get the cholesterol up. That 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 would. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shots fired, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. That is stumps here on Splinters. Uh, not only for this episode to preview WBBL08, but also to celebrate episode number two hundred. I do want to take a little bit of time to thank each and every one of you for joining us over this journey over the last two years. What has been achieved with this, uh, where we have gone with this has been absolutely incredible. And to cap it all off, obviously earlier in the year uh, where we were nominated as a finalist for the CBAA awards uh, for our coverage of not only of women's premier cricket and also our work in terms of supporting the WBBLOA. This is a competition that we believe does not get the recognition that we believe it deserves, and we can't do this without the support of yourself and our panellists here tonight. Zoe Benjamin, first off, thank you very much for your support over the last couple of weeks. Uh, who knows, we might even have you back to wrap up the NPL New South Wales women's competition. Yeah, I'd be happy to. It's um, it's nice being back, and two weeks in a row um, is uh, something special. Um, not something I get to do too often, unfortunately, um, but... Yeah, hopefully I can uh, stick around for a little bit longer. Georgia Lomas and you've had a, a, such a significant role with um, with what we have done for, for what's been done for women's premier cricket, and we look forward to continuing it all all on for the next few years. Mate, I am super stoked. From memory, I was also in the uh, 100th show or something along those lines. Another significant show, so. Mate, I love you all the bits. You know that. I'm always around. So keen. Uh, Nathan, an absolute pleasure to have you back with us again. Uh, an honour to have you on for episode number 200. And, you know, with the support of yourself and everyone else around you, we would not have been able to achieve what we have done over the, the last year or so. Oh, thanks, Anthony. Uh, pleasure. Um, yeah, and congrats on uh, the 200 shows, obviously. Uh, have you been on all of them? Not all of them. Uh, I no, think if we'd been on all of them, we would have been taken off the air. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, a fantastic achievement, 200. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure uh, being on the last couple of weeks with you guys. 
Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is full time here on Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, we do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza for episode number 200. And on behalf of Zoe Benjamin, Georgia Lomish-Fitterin, and Nathan Hawley, and indeed the entire Triple H sports team, I'm Anthony Caruso. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your flair. And as always, run hard or run home. Good night. Thank you for joining us for Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. You can also find us streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcasts.com and all good podcast and streaming sites.